Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, alongside my good friend and host of the Bucks Radio Network and also host of Courtside Live, Justin Garcia, which I just did a pre-recorded segment for, which I believe is going to be before the Philadelphia game. So uh, that's always good. It's always good to come on your show. I owe you, I think I owe you a few now. I think we've absolutely <laughs> crossed, we've crossed the mark where you got me on your show a lot in Milwaukee now you've been on Locked on Bucks so much that I think now I officially owe you again. Yeah, and it's uh, as I have found with uh, Courtside Live, it's a much easier sell to get people on that show since it uh, has caught the attention of many than it has been some other shows that I've done. So that's been uh, much easier in booking guests for the show. Well, this episode in particular, uh, we're going to get to a bunch of different stuff. There's some roster news for the Bucks. I know people have been hanging out to see what the Bucks were going to do with the final roster spot. So we'll get to that in a second. We're going to talk about some clutch numbers for Milwaukee as well. And then some more injuries around the league. Uh, they just keep on coming to some of the teams that the Bucks might have to face in the postseason. Before we dive into it, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. I threw Justin uh, that one last week, and I might do that again because I was trying to just wrap my head around the who did the Bucks play in the last week? Phoenix, I guess Atlanta was there as well, Memphis. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But let's start by also saying not only is this episode brought to you by Michelob Ultra, but this is also the Joe Johnson Milwaukee... <laughs> 2021 playoffs memoriam podcast because <laughs> Joe Johnson, much like Brandon Knight, they're not going to play for the Bucks this season because, as reported by Jim over at the Journal Sentinel, who was also on this podcast, the Bucks have given Mamadi Diakite a main roster spot for the rest of this season. It's going to be a multi-year deal. And while the details aren't out on that, as is always the case with those deals, I would definitely imagine that that's going to be some sort of non-guarantee for next year. And maybe the year after, if that's the length of the deal there or a team option anyway, that's the way these things always go. And of course, that opened up a two-way spot. And uh, Jim also reported that it looks like Justin Jackson is going to take that two-way spot, which is an interesting name that's been around the league for a number of years. But any thoughts on this one? Diakite getting the main roster spot. Mildly surprised that they would yeah. do this. I just I just assumed, and actually, you know, mildly is putting it mildly. I was very surprised that they did this. I, I assumed that this similar deal would come in the offseason. I think this is mostly a you're just rewarding him for – you know, the work that he did and being around the team and the work that he put in in the G League. So this is more of uh, the Bucks going that route. And we've seen a lot of other teams do this. And now the Bucks are following suit here. But, you know, he was a restricted free agent this summer. So I, 
I don't think you were really in danger of losing him just in terms of what he was going to be eligible for. I, d- I don't think there was a deal out there that the Bucks wouldn't have matched, but it was a little surprising. However, you know, as we've talked about, they're so close to the playoffs now. And, you know, we saw Austin Rivers, who had been linked to the Bucks, and you, you kind of could sense the writing was on the wall there, but we saw he has finally signed or is about to sign with the Denver Nuggets. So there wasn't really much out there for that extra roster spot. And there's nobody you're going to sign at this point that you're going to use for anything other than roster filler to help get you through the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you just laid it out perfectly. I, I don't think that this doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense just purely from a roster move. Again, I, I don't think that you were in any danger of losing him, as you said. I don't think that, despite the fact he was pretty good in the G League bubble, I, I don't think that he's shown enough or close to enough on an NBA floor at this point that a team was going to give him any more than the minimum anyway. So the Bucks were certainly going to be in the box seat to be able to keep him. But nonetheless, he's clearly a very, very popular member of the group. He clearly works very, very hard. They clearly wanted to keep him around next season. And with the slim pickings in the free agency pool, as you pointed to, they probably thought, yeah, let's just do it. Let's, as you sort of pointed to, reward him for that. And Justin Jackson, the other part of this, interesting. I mean, the 15th overall pick in the draft just a few years ago, that must have been the 2017 draft, Justin Jackson. So... Um, he's a guy that's got pretty good size, 6'8", plays the forward position, and has actually played a lot of NBA basketball. I mean, the stats don't jump out at, at you in any way, shape, or form, but he's played 247 NBA games and averaged uh, over 19 minutes per game in those, had a bunch of starts, started over 60 games here in the last couple of seasons. So it's an, at least an interesting name. Again, at this point of the season, you don't expect he's going to play at all or have any opportunity. Maybe it was a guy that... If you signed at the start of the season, you'd say, okay, who knows? Maybe let's see what we've got. He's only just turned 26. But anyway, Justin Jackson, at least a, a familiar name, I would say, for most NBA fans. Uh, any, any hot takes on Justin Jackson? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's just okay. You know, like we'll, we'll see what they do with both of these two-way spots next year when we assume that the uh, Wisconsin Herd will be participating in the G League. You mentioned he's 26, which on the surface is young, but in the NBA – He's 26. I mean, it's not like he's that young that I think the Bucks have done a better job at this when you think to how they used that two-way spot very early on. I would like to see them move closer to let's use this on guys that were fringe draft picks that are still very young and very raw, and we use the two-way spot to develop them, more so than a guy like Justin Jackson that if this was baseball – you know, from what we've seen from him, you would say he's a 4A player, that he's he's serviceable and he's going to be a very good guy to have around the club in the G League. But I think we've seen his limitations and what he can do at the NBA level. So as I mentioned, no Joe Johnson, no Brandon Knight. I don't know if there's any Bucks fans that are going to be disappointed by that. But it's funny that you bring up the age because Justin Jackson is 26, which uh, as much as the NBA developmental curve tells us that he uh, perhaps hasn't got a huge ceiling from what we've seen so far. From the Bucks' point of view, that's still a pretty young guy, as is Diakite at 24, who, as we've discussed multiple times, I mean, again, probably a guy that if he was three years younger, you would be really, really, really excited about. But we'll see what he's got and if any opportunities come his way. And I think the big point that you made there, we all just hope next season that the Wisconsin herd can get back on the floor because it's always enjoyable when you do have a bunch of young guys that are going to be able to play. And at least from a Bucks point of view, it looks like Diakite and Warrer and Merrill and these types of players are going to be around the team again next season, which is 
fantastic. That's what we wanted to see. And who knows? Maybe they'll get an opportunity, depending on what the Bucks are able to do with their fringe rotation players as well. Before I move on to some of the clutch numbers that I wanted to discuss, it is time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Uh, we all know it's only worth it if you enjoy it. That's what Michelob Ultra tells us. Last week, I believe the Ultra Player of the Week was Jordan War. Uh, what are we going with this week? Who are we going with? The Bucks, not the best record-wise. Giannis came back and put up some big numbers. Chris Middleton's had a couple of nice games. Which way are you leaning here? Oh, boy. So are we uh, we looking at games played since the weekend? Just these two yes. games or just in the last week? Oh, man. Huh. <laughs> I guess I, I, I would give it to either Giannis or Drew. Let's go with Drew Holiday. Oh. I was going to say, I'll give it to Drew since it feels like we're going to give every award to Giannis. Yeah, let's go with Drew Holiday. I think if you wanted to extend it out to the game against Atlanta as well, he's done some sensational things defensively. Uh, had some big moments in the game yesterday against Phoenix, despite the fact they didn't get the win. So Drew Holiday, a multiple-time winner of the Ultra Player of the Week award here on Locked On Bucks. Big honor for him. There's no doubt about that. Remember, with Mikolov Ultra, there's only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. We hope the Bucks have some more enjoyment coming up on the road to the playoffs. And the question we always ask you guys, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Drew Holiday is the Ultra Player of the Week for Locked On Bucks. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29 to May 1st. Uh, let's talk about the Bucks in the clutch. And I was thinking about this a lot last night just from the post-game pod with Frank yesterday. He kind of hinted to the fact that it just doesn't feel like the Bucks have been able to win these close games or they haven't been able to deliver late in the clutch. And it was interesting to me to hear him say that. And, and obviously, it was a disappointing loss in the end and you would have liked to pick up that win. But it was fascinating to me because I do feel in general that my comfort level or my confidence with this team in close games is significantly higher than what it was last season. And I think that for the most part, that has to do with the personnel on the roster. So I just went through some of the clutch percentages and clutch stats that we have. And I think most people know this, but I'll just quickly uh, recap what clutch minutes are. So the final five minutes in regulation or overtime periods when the margin is five points or fewer. So that's determined as clutch time. Clearly, the Bucks have had plenty of those games this year, and they are actually 7-7. Seven and seven in games five points or less this year. They started the season one and five, so they've bounced back a little bit there. But some of the clutch numbers, Giannis in the clutch is fourth league-wide for field goal percentage for players that have taken a minimum of 25 shots. So he's 18 for 30 in clutch minutes. Uh, He is eight for 13 for the free throw line, which is 61%. Uh, You'd probably like to see that bounce up a little bit there, but overall, the 18 for 30 is is an extremely high number, of course. Drew Holiday, 14 for 30 and 3 for 8 from 3. So he's been fantastic. He missed a couple in the game against Phoenix. But before that, he was up over 50% in clutch moments as well. We know he's had some big moments. The game winner in uh, Memphis. He's did a big shot against Boston. He's hit a number of big shots across the course of the season. Sacramento as well. He had a big moment there. And then Chris Milton. His percentages 
aren't looking that healthy. He's 14 for 40 in clutch, so he's taken the most shots out of anyone in the clutch, which has generally been the case with this team over a number of years, and he's 6 for 21 from three. Now, he did hit some big shots against Dallas early in the season. He hit some big shots against Phoenix, obviously, yesterday. Um, but those percentages aren't great. But before everyone jumps in and says, wow, Chris is a clutch, he can't hit a big shot, his percentages is still better than Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, Kemba Walker, and Jason Tatum is just a fraction above him. So generally, when you have players like that, the percentages don't look that good. And that's what makes what Drew Holiday is doing this year so incredible is the fact that he has been able to create his own shot and knock them down at a high percentage for a largely perimeter player. Giannis, obviously, a little bit different. Does a lot of his work in the paint. Gets dunks, layups. It's a little bit different. But for a jump shooter, Drew's been fantastic. Last year, the Bucs only had two players, and it was Giannis and Chris that had more than 25 shot attempts in the clutch. Not only have they had more opportunities this year, but I feel better about this team because they've gone from two guys to three guys. It's really, I mean, to me, it's really that simple. They've got three guys now that the opposition has to worry about. Last year, that wasn't the case. Yeah, and, you know, I guess the clutch stuff is, is difficult for me to really gauge because I don't want to take away from what successful teams have done throughout the regular season, but this regular season feels a lot like a very, very extended preseason to me that you'll, you've had those games that are, okay, the team is clearly up for this. And there's a, a pocket of those on the schedule where you're going to see that competition level ramp up. But for the most part, it's all about who can stay healthy and just use this as extended practice and work on things. The Bucks have done a really good job with that, where we've seen them continue to tinker with this stuff. And whether it's, you know, using zone or some of the other things they've worked on offensively, they've used the regular season just as we hope they would. And they're still towards the top. So I think there's minor things that are discouraging, like, you know, how the Bucks finished out that game against the Suns that again, we saw another stretch where you couldn't hang on to a lead late in the game, but they're getting more reps at it. And the last few years, as everybody on the team has pointed to, it's, it's just been different where you didn't have a whole lot of, it. I mean, the Bucks were the best clutch team in the league last year because they weren't in a whole lot of those situations. And when they were a lot of those victories, I think they won 17 games by the actual um, definition of it last year. A lot of those were because at any time within five minutes, if it's a five minute game, the Bucks were in close games. And then all of a sudden they go on a 10 to nothing run and continue to build on that. And what was a close game at the five minute mark is now all of a sudden a 10, 12 or 15 point Bucks lead. So I think overall it's been helpful that you can look at the numbers and say it's discouraging that, you know, they're not playing as well as they did last year and they're not winning these close games, but just being in those close games is something that we've heard Pat and the other guys talk about. It's going to be very, very helpful for them in the playoffs. Well, uh, Justin, I have to jump in here with some some really dramatic news that we're seeing unfold on Twitter right now. Uh, there was some tweets just as we're recording this show that are suggesting that maybe it was a different Justin Jackson. Just after we gave the full rundown, uh, that would have been terribly uh, disappointing for everyone involved. Uh, Jim, a uh, friend from the Journal Sentinel, is confirming that it is actually Justin Jackson from OKC. Um, uh, there was some speculation on Twitter that because he'd been in the league for uh, over three years, that he wouldn't be able to sign a two-way. Jim's saying that some of the rules were loosened due to COVID. But anyway, yeah. anyway, 
if we just well, spent- it, it was it was trending towards the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, Marshawn Brooks trade for a minute there. <laughs> oh my goodness, they, they might have had to rescind the whole deal, the whole offer. But uh, I just want to put a disclaimer on this podcast. If by the time you're listening to that, it turns out that it's some other Justin Jackson that we've never actually heard of, then please forgive us and please ignore that three minutes of Justin Jackson talk uh, that we actually had there. But back to the point, just to wrap it up with the clutch stuff. I, I think that the reason why when we think about the execution of the Bucks in close games this year, that I, I think it's very reasonable that you wouldn't feel all that cuff confident about this team is that we've got a long history and this is well before but this is dating back for years and years and years of the Bucks just not being able to get a good shot to tie or win the game from a sideline out of bounds position they just haven't been able to do it last night was another one of those examples against Phoenix where you know I mean it's really unfortunate I mean we spoke about whether or not that was the shot that you would want anyway whether you run that isolation for Giannis at the top I mean we already discussed that he fell over, you know, it was really unfortunate. And the fact that came a week after the, the terrible pass on the inbounds from Chris Middleton and against the Warriors, and that was a bit of a mess. I mean, there's been some messy situations. There's no doubt about that. And I absolutely understand why the fans would have some hesitation about this team in close games when they do need to get a bucket. But I think overall, when you look at the way that they've, they've been able to execute offensively for the entirety of fourth quarters, I do still think that this team is in a better spot than they were last year. And sometimes it's pretty simple. And to me, it's as simple as the fact they do have Drew Holiday, despite the fact that I, I agree. I agree with those that are saying they don't exactly have full confidence in this team to close out a game. I still think they're in a better spot. Yeah, I mean, you, you might not have full confidence, but you have more confidence. Yeah, and, right. you know, like we said, if, and I know there's more that's changed with this team and with the teams that they're going to play, but we've seen enough to know if, if the Bucks had Drew Holiday two years ago, they win the championship. If they had Drew Holiday last year against the Heat, <laughs> yeah. maybe Miami still wins that series, but it, the Bucks don't look as flat as they did in that series. So that to me is you hit on, you have Drew Holiday, you have Giannis, you have Chris Middleton, even adding PJ Tucker. There's four guys right there that you can play whenever, however you want to play. And you just didn't have that before. It was basically, you know, Chris and Giannis and, and Brooke Lopez has played well in the playoffs the last two years, but he's not that guy that, you know, we can match him up any way that we want. We can play him out there on perimeter guys like you can with PJ. So that's to me what gives me more confidence in the Bucks in the postseason. All right, I got some fantastic news. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar is back. Uh, you know, I've said it before, it's one of my absolute favorites, but the good news is you can get it now at builtbar.com. And as you guys know, this is the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made uh, with a bunch of different flavors that you can see on the website. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they are very healthy for you. And uh, don't listen to Justin and his negativity around coconut because he is completely wrong. Uh, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a, a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. And we've still got the outstanding deal for you guys. Just go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com and then walk straight over to betonline.ag. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, not college basketball. The NHL, 
the MLB. I got to stop reading this, honestly. I swear to God, I know this off the top of my head. Bet Online even covers awards TV shows and reality TV. They have all the real time updated odds on props and basically anything you can imagine. They've got you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts, our local experts for every team, uh, making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Uh, to wrap this up as we get into the last 10 minutes or so here on this show, what I wanted to get into was karma and sports. This, again, was another topic that we spoke about. The Bucks have been in all these close games and they haven't always pulled it out at the end. They haven't been able to get the shot. But I've always been someone that gets nervous or gets anxious about using your luck a little bit too early. So everyone always says to me, you're too, you're too positive. Or maybe not too positive. Maybe it's good for some people to have someone on the positive side. But the one thing that I would say for the Bucks this year, I don't think they've wasted any karma. Like think about opening night. Jason Tatum banks the shot in. That's, that's, I, I don't want to be wasting that in, in the regular season. Like You don't get too many opportunities to have a shot like that to win the game. The Bucs have lost to the Suns now twice by one point. If they ever play them again in the playoffs in a close game, I like the Bucks' chances. That's the way sports work. The Suns took some of their luck these last two games. You can talk about that foul last night. I think there was a goaltending call, was there, the last time they met? But either way, yep. I, I think that this is... I'm a believer in sports karma. At least that's my positive glass-half-full view of this right now. The Bucks are just not wasting their luck. It's all going to come in the postseason. Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I guess you would point to the close games again that we talked about and how many of these have the Bucks lost where it's not like a complete meltdown. It's one shot away from like the Phoenix game, both Phoenix games, a one-point game, and uh, Giannis missing the game winner and the questionable foul call in last night's game. The Brooklyn Nets game, too, that you can think of all of these instances where you know, we're not talking about the Bucks winning on a last-second shot outside of, what, Drew Holiday against the Grizzlies, that that was pretty much it. So, yeah, I, I would say using that logic, they've got a whole lot of the reverse you know, karma in, in their favor as we head into the postseason. So you'd rather use it up in the playoffs than the regular season. Uh, last one here, as far as the league news goes and – you know, I, I almost said to Frank last night when he was talking about the standings again, give it up, Frank, give it up. The Bucks aren't getting out of the third seed. They're not getting the number two seed. They're not getting the number one seed. They're three and a half games back of Brooklyn in two. They're three and a half games ahead of Atlanta. And it's interesting. I mean, I guess there's some potential with the Hawks really got rolling here and the Bucks didn't win these games against Philadelphia or Brooklyn. That race could tighten up a little bit. But I, I think ultimately the Bucks are going to stay in the three. And the Nets, I mean... 
we I've spoken about luck all season long on this in on this podcast and the fact that yeah, injuries are gonna play a huge part. Certainly earlier in the season we spoke about health and safety protocols and COVID and what impact that was gonna have on the season and the Bucks certainly had I think overall they didn't get impacted greatly in terms of games missed compared to some of the other teams that were out there. Obviously Drew Holiday was a big loss, but now heading to the postseason with the schedule, it's straight up injuries. And the Brooklyn Nets, James Harden. Uh, has had a setback with his hamstring. Steve Nash has said that maybe he'll be back by playoffs. Maybe it'll be a little bit before. Maybe it'll be into the playoffs. Obviously a pretty scary thought if you're a Brooklyn fan, but as it currently stands, the Bucks would be in line to play the Nets in the second round if the season were to end right this second. And, you know, I mean, there is a chance that with Durant out and Harden out that, the earlier you play, the Nets, the better. I mean, this is, again, every, timing is everything right now. And unfortunately, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, uh, they just haven't been able to get those three guys on the court. Well, the interesting thing to me, and I'm uh, keeping a more watchful eye on Kevin Durant than I am James Harden because mm-hmm. it, it also seems like they're just being overly cautious with James Harden, and they should for how we've seen injuries impact other teams throughout the season. But the Kevin Durant thing, I mean, it it seems like there's more cause for concern there where every time he's back and plays for an extended period, something seems to happen again. But, I mean, if you're Brooklyn, it's kind of the same as you laid out, conversation that people have had about the Lakers of, well, do you actually want to play the Lakers earlier in the postseason since they're just going to be getting LeBron and Anthony Davis back in, in Brooklyn from the sounds of it? I mean, who knows how many more games we'll see Kevin Durant in the regular season, that it could be the same thing where it's going to be Kyrie and the rest of the guys through the regular season. And then you try and work those two back. And there's, there's always a learning curve. It's not so much that they're going to lose those games, but it's always an adjustment to have to go back to, okay, now I have to take a couple of steps backward to this role that, I had when we're full strength and I'm used to doing things differently. So that's going to be an adjustment, but also uh, the game over the weekend between the nets and the heat was big because if Brooklyn would have won that game to me, that made it very, very interesting because all of a sudden Miami is just seemingly lurking then. And right now Miami is a game back of the Celtics for the sixth spot and getting out of that play-in tournament. I mean, if Brooklyn wins that game, just as we talked about with the Bucs and, and, you know, being four and three and a half back of Brooklyn, that that's too much ground to make up even with the head-to-heads. But Miami, you start to get two games back and then you start to drop a couple other games. Before you know it, you're locked in to the play-in tournament. And I think Miami would win, but all bets are off when we're talking about one game. But also if you're Brooklyn, you know, you're trying to weave guys back in the mix. You've dealt with injuries. And then your reward is you have to face first year coach, uh, Steve Nash has to go against Eric Spolstra and you have to face the reigning Eastern conference champions in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. The box as it currently stands, and this is changing literally nightly. So by the time you listen to this tomorrow, it's probably changed again, but the Bucks would have Boston right now. Brooklyn would have, Miami and then Philadelphia would get a Charlotte team that looks like they're going to get LaMelo Ball back and who knows about Gordon Haywood as well. So yeah, I mean, it's shaping up to be a very, very interesting playing tournament, but also the first round as well. And more than anything, uh, this hardened stuff with this little setback that he's had, uh, no matter how minor the setback is, this is just the point of the season we're in now where you're close to the postseason where any type of injury, any type of setback 
is really, really bad news for your team if it's a key player. And that's why instances like last night with Giannis and the cramp in the calf are a little bit scary there because uh, you want him to be obviously at full health and take no risk with him down the stretch as well. So I think the Bucks, uh, we might leave it there for today. They've got another day off. It's, it's hard to believe. I'm just trying to schedule out the week, Justin, and all these days off, I don't even know what to do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sadly the last stretch of this that they have until the playoffs start. So I was just starting to get used to, man, I don't have to worry about cramming in everything for the game tonight that I have an extra day off. And then you look at the schedule and realize, well, this is the last time you have this. So I'm trying to live it up as much as I can. I'll maybe stay up late and watch the Brewers game and play some uh, PS5. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll probably be doing some other work. I'll certainly be podcasting. So that's the main thing for the listeners of this show. Make sure you join in tomorrow. I'm sure we're going to be talking some bucks and sixes. Always a fun rivalry when these two teams get together and they've got a couple of games coming up. So someone will be with me. I don't know. I'll figure it out tomorrow. But until then, for Justin and myself, we'll catch you guys tomorrow.